Hey listeners, I just wanted to check in and let you know that I know that my sound quality is a little off in this episode. We're not entirely sure what happened. My mic seemed to be working just fine and all of the settings were set to what they were supposed to be. So sorry for the sort of off uh, quality this episode, but I hope you enjoy anyways. Mysterious-ish contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. cold outside just a wee bit it's like a bajillion degrees below zero and i am Perillo. not fucking having it <laughs> what is it let me look at the weather right now okay okay it got a little bit warmer but not really is it at least above zero yeah it is now okay because when i looked this morning at 5 30 mm-hmm. in the morning it was, it was negative three yeah and then like mine said negative my car said negative five uh when i went to go uh, start it this morning I but yeah that. at five this at five this morning it said negative three i think for me girl get you a up. remote start i so i have one Uh-oh. but it, it doesn't, doesn't like work. to yeah it doesn't like to work half the time so like oh! i swear like no lie it's every other winter that it likes to work for me oh okay we love that this is the off yeah. winter <laughs> yeah that's fantastic <laughs> I bought, I put, I had one installed when we first got, when we first got Fran and, uh, it is the best $330 I've ever spent in my life. That's how much it fucking costs. Oh yeah. But Erica, I was able to start my car from inside my apartment before we, like before I had to leave to drive an hour and a half to teach. Right. So it was literally like best, best fucking, uh, or best what? My... <laughs> help! Purchase! Purchase. <laughs> help! My brain just fully short-circuited. <laughs> uh, listeners, if you can hear my dog in the background, I'm sorry. She is insisting on chewing on her bone, but my husband is not home. So she is stuck with me, otherwise she will be screaming and crying. So, sorry. Okay, it's episode 19. And uh, so that means that next episode will be our season finale. Oh. Um, and I know this season has gone by so fast. It really has. What like what the hell? I feel like we just started it. Mm-hmm. We started the season back in September. Why does that feel like so long? It feels so it like so long so ago. Long. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this season has just flown by. Yeah, I Anyways. agree. It was a good I'm time. Very- it was. I am very thankful that it's um, coming to an end, though, because yes, the research was kind of hard with like some things. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there were some some episodes that like some topics didn't really yield much, like in terms of ghosts. Yeah, like some of um. So I was actually thinking about in December. I was actually thinking about doing Krampus as one of my episodes. Ah, but like there just wasn't enough on Krampus to even try to make it an episode. Yeah. Because that's I really sad. I thought there would have been 
would have been more because I heard that there have been sightings of people saying that they thought they've seen like Krampus. No. But when I went to go look, nothing. That's really sad. Yeah, Yeah, I felt that that way about the catacombs. Right. Like I thought you would think there would be so much shit about the catacombs and there just wasn't. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that really sucks. That's why a lot of like my content specifically was like Sam and Colby videos or like Ghost Adventures episodes because no one else has like any accounts of their experiences in these places. So, Mm -hmm. but I did, I did enjoy this season. I think it was fun. Yeah, it was. There were a lot of um, visceral reactions to certain things. (laughs) (laughs) Like, um, well, I've got one. I've got one this episode. So you'll see. (laughs) Actually, I've got a couple this episode that there will probably be some visceral reactions. But so uh, just a reminder, listeners, after next week, um, we will be on a little break until March 19th. Um, So we'll be back with a brand new season, but don't. Don't forget about us. Keep keep an eye on our social media because we will be coming up with a cute little cool fun way to tell you what season six will be about. So stay tuned for that. And with that, shall we do my season, my episode season finale? Yes. Thanks. (laughs) I had a fucking stroke. What is wrong with me? I'm going to blame it on the weather. It's the cold, yeah. It's it's because it's negative bajillion degrees outside. My -hmm. brain is also frozen. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Okay. So for my finale episode, I decided to take on something much larger than I've done this season. We are going to discuss an entire city. An entire city? A whole fucking city. So grab you a big old bowl of gumbo. And head on down to Bourbon Street, because today, Louisiana, we are doing a haunted tour of New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. New Orleans. Also, I learned through my research that you don't call it New Orleans because they don't call it New Orleans and they don't like it. So don't call it New Orleans. Okay. What do they call it? It's not New Orleans. Like they call it New Orleans or they call it NOLA, but don't call it like Norlands, not like people say Nolans. Like Nolans. You know, Norlands. I don't I don't have an accent, so I can't do it. But <laughs> like or- yeah. New it's Orleans. fine. They don't like it. Don't call it Nolans or whatever they say. Nolans. Okay. So uh obviously a city is going to have a ton more history than like other things I've done this season, but I want to get into the good stuff. So we're gonna do some New Orleans history 101. Ooh. Here we go. Obviously, the first known residents of New Orleans area were Native Americans <laughs> because they were mm. all the way, uh, they were here way before us, <laughs> you know. But in the uh, 16th and 17th centuries, there were a couple of French and Spanish explorers who, quote, <clears throat> discovered the area. Mm. I wonder who that could have been. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In 1718, the governor of French Louisiana, here we go, are you ready for this French name? Uh-huh. <laughs> Jean-Baptiste Lemoyne. Oh, Baptiste. Baptiste? Jean? Jean-Baptiste? Jean? Oh, wait, real quick, do you remember Jean-Paul? Yes, I do! I remember him. Oh, okay, he sorry. He was fun. He, he was, was fun. fun. 
I hope he's doing good. Me too. Me too. I haven't even heard that name in a long time. I know. That just like popped up whenever you said Jean. And I was like, oh, Jean-Paul. Love it. Anyways, this uh, governor, Jean-Baptiste, Baptiste. Uh, founded the city of Nouvelle-Orléans. Oh. Nouvelle-Orléans. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how we took the word... The French word Orléans, sorry, there's no R in French. It's Orléans, okay? And uh-huh. we turn it into Orleans. <laughs> well, actually, Orleans. How did we go from Orléans to Orleans? Orleans. Ma'am? Ma'am. No. Anyways, Nouvelle Orléans on the, was uh, founded on the first crescent, crescent, of high ground above the Mississippi's mouth. So talking about the river. Oh. Uh-huh. That's pretty much it. They built it on the highest part of the Mississippi. <laughs> In 1722, a hurricane destroyed the city. Oh, no. Uh, they rebuilt the city in the grid pattern that we now know as uh, the French Quarter. And I'll post a picture of that gridded area. In 1762 and 1763, France signed a treaty that gave Louisiana as a whole to Spain. Um, The state was run by Spain for 40 years, and New Orleans acted as a trade city with Cuba and Mexico. The French reclaimed Louisiana in 1803, only to turn around and sell it to the United States 20 days later. (laughs) This purchase is famously known as the louisiana purchase bro i fucking time i remember why why was that pounded into our heads because it was fifth grade history class and what the fuck else did they have to teach us oh my god our brains weren't fully developed enough to learn about the government or politics they just had to teach us about like the louisiana purchase remember that and is, the states oh and capitals my oh my gosh yeah anyways so uh also fun fact the final battle of the war of 1812 was fought in new orleans and colonel andrew jackson later president of the united states andrew jackson led several militia groups to fight british forces outside the city one of these militia groups consisted of fucking pirates what Literal pirates. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And also, I learned that it was another militia group called the Tennessee Volunteers. And the Volunteers is a literal, like a college football team in Tennessee right now. So New Orleans thrived throughout the 1800s, becoming the United States's United States's mm-hmm. wealthiest and third largest city, probably behind like Boston and Philadelphia or some shit. I don't fucking know. There, the ports were vital for shipping produce. They were also uh, <laughs> vital for slave trade. So that's yucky. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's part of the history, which can lead to hauntings. So. Uh, one year into the Civil War, Union troops, those are the good guys, Okay, took New Orleans by capturing its downriver defenses, whatever the fuck that means. I don't get it. I am not a war strategist, and I'm not going to apologize for it. <laughs> the 1900s saw technological advancements and expansion, but also 
hurricanes because it's Louisiana. Uh, the city developed pumps to drain the swamps and levees and drainage canals were created so that the city could live below sea level. Big mistake. That is how New Orleans gets destroyed by hurricanes. <laughs> you idiots. Don't put a city below sea level. Anyways. God. New Orleans is the birthplace of a lot of things that impact society today. Uh, jazz music, for example. Also, uh, Mardi Gras. Mm. And voodoo. Oop, yep. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. Obviously, Mardi Gras and voodoo come from, like, other cultures. But they were brought to the American public's attention through New Orleans culture. All right. That's it for history. That was your New Orleans History 101. Wow. Now on to the good shit. <gasps> spooks, spooks. Spooks, spooks. So. Sorry, I- that sounded really like I was screaming it. It's always <laughs> spooks, spooks. <laughs> Mysterious ish, the death metal band. <laughs> spook, spook. I can't do it. I'm afraid to ruin my vocal cords. <laughs> I have such such anxiety about hurting myself. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. Um, okay, good shit. Here we go. Uh, obviously, there are quite a few tragic events that could lead to this city being so haunted. Uh, so I'm going to go through and talk about four haunted places that you may or may not want to visit if you ever go to New Orleans. So we got a little amalgamation for you here. First, we are going to take a stop at the theater. Le Petit Theater du Vicar. Yep. Ah, it's beautiful. You can't tell. Um, This theater, Le Petit, was established in 1916 and hosts today a number of plays, operas, concerts, and even wedding receptions. Oh. Um, There are two stages, a gorgeous historic lobby, and a private courtyard where I'm assuming the receptions are held. Oh, that'd be pretty. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. Just listen for a second. Oh. (laughs) Uh, One story of Le Petit. I don't even think the T is actually pronounced in French, but it's fine. Um, One story of this theater says that after a wedding went south, the bride decided to throw herself off the side of the building while wearing her wedding dress. Oh, no. It is said that her spirit can be seen standing on the edge of the building where she jumped from. And people who stand in the spot uh, where she landed report a sudden drop in temperature. No. Others say that they can see the bride's reflection in the fountain, which freaks me the fuck out. Like, freaks, like uh, the fountain that is near where she jumped. Mm-hmm. Another story is that of an actress who often hung out with the maintenance workers up in the catwalk. Uh, one day while she was up in the catwalk, she lost her footing and fell to her death. Her spirit is said to walk the catwalk in the evenings. Oh. Uh, one of the, mo- or sorry, the most terrifying haunting comes from that of a former manager. He is said to have taken his life in the staff office by shooting himself. Oh. A lot of suicide on this property. I just Why? realized that. Why? I don't, I don't know. That's interesting. Other living staff members say that they can feel him looking at them 
as well as he uh, goes around and slams doors, and he likes to steal their shit. Now. Yeah. However, Carolyn, Caroline, Carolyn, mm -hmm, the friendly ghost often returns their items if they ask nicely. Oh. I did see that Carolyn may or may not be the catwalk ghost. Some say that that they are one and the same, but a lot of other reports list them as two separate spirits. So I don't know. Take that Mm -hmm. as you want. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Finally, there is a well-dressed man who occupies a balcony seat and never misses a premiere. Ooh. They have dubbed him Captain. All right. Moving on. Next up, we have the Old Ursuline, Ursuline? Mm-hmm. Old Ursuline Convent Museum. Um, this one has a couple of layers of what the fuck. The building was finished in 1752 and has survived hurricanes, floods, fires, epidemics, and... You know, pandemics. So uh, some claim that the building is cursed, while others say that it is blessed. But either way, she haunted. She haunted. Mm-hmm. you cursed. Anyways, uh, we are going to start with the first level of what the fuck. The, quote, casket girls. What? Mm-hmm. It gets real gross here. Sorry about it. Basically, the male... French settlers of New Orleans wanted wives. So King Louis XIV sent young girls across the ocean for these men. Gross. Oh. Hmm. But wait, because it still gets worse. So these girls were only allowed to bring, a lot of them were very, very young, by the way, like teenagers. Some of them were orphans. Yeah. Like very, very fucking young. Anyways, they were only allowed to bring what would fit in a small casket. Like, like, they, like a casket? No, no, no. A casket. casket. So they, casket. these were just, I think it's just, I think casket is the French word for box. Oh, okay. Maybe. that A casket is how it was described in all the articles that I saw. But they were basically just like really small boxes that would count as like an airline carry-on. Okay. So like a small bag. But right. they were they were metal like boxes. Anyways, so the people who were waiting for the women in New Orleans observed that the women were pale. Like uh maybe they were stuffed below the deck of a ship for months with no access to sunlight. What, oh. What the fuck do you mean they're pale? Yeah, they're pale. You wanted wives. Anyways, legend has it that they were that these women were so quote strange looking. That they couldn't find husbands. Mm-hmm. Beggars can't be choosers, you nasty fucks. True. What? You wanted wives. King Louis sent you some wives and now you don't fucking want them? Ungrateful. Ungrateful. <laughs> so the women who uh, were pale and couldn't find husbands were sent to the Ursuline convent. Um, they were then shoved into the third floor attic of the building where the nuns eventually sealed it off, like, the windows and shit. And uh, people started getting sick, and crops began to die, like, in town. People got sick, and crops began to die. And uh, rumors started going around that the, quote, casket girls brought some sort of evil with them. They were pale. So, uh, vampires. Duh. I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking when you said pale. (laughs) Not gonna lie. Uh, Yeah, that's what they thought they were. Like, everybody was like, oh, the casket girls, they're pale, they're vampires, they brought evil. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, the girls were kicked out of the convent for being vampires. And the third floor was permanently sealed off. Like, no one is allowed up there. It is completely, like, doors are bricked up and everything. Mm. So that's the second level of what the fuck. The third level of what the fuck is bones in the walls. What? Yeah. Uh, construction workers who were restoring the old building found human bones along the outer areas of the walls and underneath the foundation. Mm. Here we go. Are you ready? Because mm-hmm. it gets worse. Okay. These bones belonged to children and infants. What the fuck? Yup, there's the visceral reaction. I told you, that's only one. That's only one visceral reaction. There's more to come. God. (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. The nuns of this convent ran an orphanage. Um, It is suspected that many of the residents fell victim to the yellow fever, which was going around at some point when the convent was running as an orphanage. And the nuns resorted to burying the dead on the property of the building. Oh. So, yeah, that's yucky. Yeah. Obviously, this place is haunted as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, visitors, here we go. Here's another visceral reaction. Visitors hear children's laughter coming from the front garden. No. Mm. Locals say that they can see and hear <laughs> childlike apparitions playing in the front garden. No. And other in, like paranormal investigators say that apparitions of the nuns can be seen walking up and down the staircase, probably tending to the spirits of the sick and dying. <laughs> so we got kids and we got nuns. Take your fucking pick, which Take is worse. Your fucking pick. <laughs> They're both pretty bad. Honestly, after like the conjuring and the nun, I'm pretty sure I would be way more terrified of the nun ghosts. Mm-hmm. Cause like at least the kids aren't fucking with you. You know what I mean? Like they're just right. playing, laughing. The laughter gets me, but <laughs> <laughs> so for our third stop, we can't talk about um New Orleans without discussing a haunted bar. Ah. Ah. So the old Absinthe House is located on Bourbon Street and was built in 1752, the same year as the convent. Um, but it burnt to the ground in the Great Friday Fire of 1788. Oh. It was rebuilt in 17 or sorry, 1806 and was a frequented location for Andrew Jackson during the War of 1812. Remember that he and the pirates and the Tennessee volunteers took the took the city. Right. Um, or fought the last battle of the war in New Orleans. But it was also frequented by a pirate named Jean Lafitte. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my guess. Sorry. I like that. Uh, I just realized that I have done two French episodes in a fucking row. Oh my gosh, you have. Why do I hate myself? Mm-mm. What? Caitlin. Whatever. It's the last episode. It's fine. I won't have it's to fine. say French words for a long time. <laughs> Uh, so during Prohibition, um, it was this this bar, the great or the old Absinthe Bar, was a very popular speakeasy. Um, Andrew Jackson and Jean Lafitte are two of the ghosts said to inhabit the bar. Um, Lafitte, Lafitte, Lafitte—I don't know—is seen hosting a fucking party, <laughs> wearing his signature pirate hat and everything. 
Oh my god. Um, so the pirate is thought to be the source of the unexplained laughter and uh, general ruckusness. Um, alongside the pirate and the seventh president of the United States sits the voodoo queen herself, Marie Laveau, who is said to have frequented the bar during her life. Um, other quite famous spirits that have been reported at the old absinthe house include Oscar Wilde, Walt Whitman, Mark Twain, and then some guy named Benjamin Butler, who was apparently the governor of Massachusetts at some point. I don't know. I know all three of the others because they're all really famous authors. I do not know who Benjamin Butler is. Sorry, Benji. Benji. (laughs) These spirits tend to get pretty rowdy and they like to slam doors, move chairs and bottles, and shatter glasses. I would be pissed if I were one of the bartenders. No or kidding. Or like someone who had to clean up. I'd be fucking pissed. Yeah. Quit your shit. Fucking, yeah. Clean that shit up, ghost. Yeah, you, you, you can fucking break a glass. You can go get a broom and clean it up. Yeah. Bitch, are you ready for our final stop on our New Orleans tour? I'm ready. I don't think you are, but okay. <gasps> I appreciate the enthusiasm. Thanks. <laughs> um, so now we're going to talk about the uh, most fucked up cause of a haunting prepare yourself and um trigger warning for brutality honestly the uh, the word brutality doesn't really cut it i wanted to cover this in our true crime season but it was so fucked up that i didn't want to go into the full details so i will do a quick rundown and then we will discuss the ghosts like i'm not going to give you all of the details if you really want to know them you can go look yourself because it's fucked up. Right. Okay, here we go. Delphine LaLaurie was a slave owner and serial killer in the 1830s. Mm-hmm. Who were her victims, you ask? Well, uh, serial killers always go after the ones who they believe are, quote, less than and will not be missed. So she killed and tortured the people whom she enslaved. And when I say tortured, it does, it's your, it's bad. So there are 12 deaths registered to the LaLaurie mansion between 1830 and 1834. Um, This isn't all of them, but a few of these deaths include the cook and a cook slash laundress and her four children, ages 13, 10, 6, and 4. So at least those five, but there were at least seven others that were, these were the ones that were registered to her. So there were way more. Mm-hmm. But these are the ones that, like, could be accounted for. Madame LaLaurie and her horrifying activities were exposed when, on April 10th, 1834, a fire broke out inside the mansion. Um, seven enslaved people were rescued from deplorable conditions. Quote, their bodies covered with scars and loaded with chains. When asked by a judge to have their enslaved people released so that they could get to safety, aka out of the fucking flames that were engulfing the entire property by this point, LaLaurie responded that the judge had better just mind his own business. So these people were trapped. They were not going to set them free. Yeah. To save their lives. So a mob broke down the doors of the mansion and began destroying the LaLaurie's belongings. Uh, This is where the trigger warning comes in. Okay, so brace yourself. The mob found Delphine's victims, quote, horribly mutilated with some 
quote, suspended by the neck and their extremities stretched and torn. Uh, one woman was described to have been, quote, wearing an iron collar, very large and heavy, and was chained with heavy irons by the feet and walked with the greatest difficulty. So I think a lot of these slaves were like emaciated, like mm -hmm. they weren't fed for very long periods of time. And they were just like, just tortured, just absolutely brutalized and tortured. And it's just horrific. I, it's just really hard to believe that um, that people can do something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, just... it's, it's heartbreaking. Yes. Like, it's terrible. And like, first of all, I just want to put this into perspective really quick. This is the 1830s. Yeah. This is pre-Abraham Lincoln. Like, obviously, she has, like, they have slaves. But there are people who are, and this is the deep deep south this is fucking louisiana and there are people who are begging delphine and her husband to release these slaves to let them out so that they can get to safety and they get so mad when they tell when she tells them no that they literally go in and release them like they start destroying shit i just like it that honestly like good for those people for standing up for these these people who cannot help themselves mm -hmm. literally and like physically and emotionally they cannot help themselves it is the fucking 1830s like it's not the 2000s we're not talking about any progressive like anything that and people were pissed that just tells you how bad these these uh circumstances were Right. It's just, it's so fucked up. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I told you this was going to be really sad, but I feel like this is an important one to cover. Um, so a couple days after the fire, um, some bones were excavated from the courtyard of the mansion. And these bones were found to be that of a young enslaved girl whom Delphine had, quote, chased out of a window where the girl fell to her death. Oh, Jesus. Um, there are people who don't believe that she chased her out the window but rather maybe pushed her or threw her out the window mm -hmm. so uh does this sound familiar to you at all does the name delphine lalaurie sound familiar at all yeah from american horror story yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. our girl kathy bates yep uh she plays delphine lalaurie in american mm -hmm. horror story coven and they do a decent job of portraying just what a shitbag of a human being she was. Mm -hmm. But obviously they can't get to all of the barbaric things this woman did to the people whom she had enslaved. I think we do see like brief snippets of it, but it's like obviously they can't get into it because it's fucking horrifying. Right. Anyways. So uh, Delphine was able to escape the night of the fire with the help of a loyal coachman, a black coachman, by the way, he was also enslaved. So uh, he took her to the docks of the New Orleans Navigation Company, where she boarded a schooner and disappeared. She eventually reappeared in Paris, where she died in 1849. <sighs> of course, her actions. I'm so pissed that this bitch got to live the rest of her life. Yeah, I actually didn't didn't know that. No, because in American Horror Story, they they show that she died. Actually, didn't Marie Laveau kill her in yeah. American Horror Story? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what I thought. And so, like, I'm not going to lie. Since it was back then and voodoo was a thing, I kind of thought that part was real. Like, I kind of thought maybe, like, a voodoo, like, person came along and was like... <laughs> 
You're done. I mean, I fucking You're wish. Done. I wish. I honestly, I don't know if Marie Laveau was alive at the same time as her. LOL, Google says that Marie Laveau is an herbalist and midwife. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay, so they were alive at the same time. Because uh, Marie Laveau was born in 1801 and the fire happened in 1834. So they mm. were alive in the same time. But mm. no, I don't, I don't think that was an actual... I think that was just an American Horror Story plotline. Mm, but right. anyways, I'm still pissed that she didn't get any sort of justice for the bullshit that she put these poor people through. Disgusting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, of course, Delphine's actions in life have led to traumatic fucking hauntings in what was once her home. Uh, there are reports of moans coming from the room where the enslaved people were kept and probably tortured. Uh, there are also phantom footsteps throughout the mansion. At one point, the building served as an all-girls school. It started out as being a mixed-race mixed race school, but eventually became a school for Black girls only. The students would often approach their teachers with tears in their eyes and scratches and bruises on their forearms. When asked who did this to them, they would always answer the same. That woman. These girls were far too young to have known about Madame LaLaurie's torture of enslaved people. Mm -hmm. They could not have been making it up. And also, I know it's I know it's a fictional show. I know that. But think about how Delphine treated um, her name was Queenie, right? Yeah. Think about how she treated Queenie in the show. Mm -hmm. Like I can only imagine. And uh, yeah, it's 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 disgusting. Yeah. Even in death. She's racist as fuck. I just can't. I can't. Anyway, so that's New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> that's New Orleans. Uh, I'm not sure why there are so many haunted places in this city, but there were a lot of like huge historical events that happened in the city. Uh, I, I always say that like I want to go. And I've been told by multiple people that it's like a dirty, gross place. Mm. But I still want to go. Right. I still want to go, too. I really want to try the, um, like, a boil from there. A seafood boil. Oh, yeah. Not me. I'm good. I'll pass. You have fun with that. You let me know how it tastes, but I don't eat seafood. Let's go. Do you not eat any seafood at all? Fuck no. It's all gross. Oh. I can't. It's yucky. I like some seafood. Like, I like, um, I like some fish. I like, I, I really love shrimp. I love shrimp. See, Dylan, like, n neither of us like seafood, but Dylan does like shrimp. I love shrimp. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't. I used to just like, um, like, breaded shrimp, and now I kind of like some that's, like, a not, Raw. like, coated. Yeah. But I can't eat it just, like, uncooked. I can't do that shit. No. Yeah, no. No, no, no. It's all gross. I can't. I can't deal. Ever since that one episode of, um... That Nickelodeon show where they were scooping the poop veins out of the shrimp. What show was that? Was that iCarly or was it Victorious? I don't think I remember. I watched both of those shows and I don't think I remember that. Maybe it was a Disney Channel show then. I'm not sure. <gasps> oh! Uh, it was Shake It Up. Oh, that I've never seen that before in my life. Okay, maybe it wasn't. I think it was. I don't fucking know. There was a TV show when, I, when we were kids mm -hmm. where two girls were catering something... And they had to scoop the poop veins out of the shrimp. And I can't, I can't deal. Like, I can't. Anyways, I've heard, I've also heard that, like, Paris is a dirty, disgusting place. But oh, yeah. I still want to fucking go. And honestly, like, these places are disgusting because humans are disgusting. What do True. you mean? 
<laughs> it's not the city's fault. Anyways. Um, oh, we didn't even get to talk about, like, the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. Like, there was uh, there's a true crime story about this ex-military guy who literally brutally fucking murdered his girlfriend and, like, put her head in a, in, a, in the oven. Oh, my. And, like, yeah, it's re- and then killed himself. It's really fucked up. But, like, yeah, New Orleans is fucking haunted. <laughs> that's why That's why I chose it. What? Was that, ca- was that like, when was that? After Hurricane Katrina. That sounds Katrina. familiar. Their names were Zach and Addie. <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember uh, that like in real time, but I've heard the story so many times. But yeah, it was like right after Hurricane Katrina. They wow. were like running like a makeshift bar and they were doing like an apocalyptic barter system with all the like locals and everything. And it was in mm-hmm. New Orleans. But yeah, yikes. We didn't even get to talk about that. That's like, we just scraped to the top. There are so many fucking haunted places in New Orleans. Mm. We almost could have done the whole season about New Orleans. (laughs) Damn. But yeah. Okay. Well, listeners, that is all I have for you. I hope you enjoyed that. I have to go and do something with my um, asshole dog who won't stop being an asshole. So. Okay. All right, I will talk to you guys. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. I forgot how we end our podcast. (laughs) Wait there. Wait there, buddy. Okay, listeners. We will (laughs) catch you next week. Bye. Bye forever. Thank you for listening to Mysterious Ish. All episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. Follow us on social media at Mysterious Ish Pod. If you have topic suggestions, questions, or stories to share, you can email us at mysteriousishpod at gmail.com or visit our website at mysteriousishpod.com. Make sure to come back next week for another discussion about the mysteries of the universe.